whole point of this ritual is to help release tension. Um, it's to help you confront things that you're worrying about. I would call this ritual like a cry it out ritual. Hey everyone, it's Vela, your witchy friend. Um, I'm really excited to come back onto the podcast today and talk you to you guys about um, beauty rituals and all things like that. Before we get started, I do want to thank you for listening to my 30 second ad that I had at the beginning of this episode. I'm taking my podcast way more seriously than I'm used to, um, so you will probably start hearing or seeing me talk about ads, talk about my Patreon, or talk about um, sponsors. I do want to give you a heads up that that is coming. However, um, I had the... I don't have any sponsors right now. I have that one ad. I guess you can count that as a sponsor. But that's all I have right now. Um, and I do have a few patrons. So you'll see their names at the end of the video and in the show notes. Um, if you want to support, I have two tiers on my Patreon. I have a $1 tier that's basically a donation and you get to see your name um, at the end of the video or in the show notes, or there's a $5 tier and you get a little extra bonuses with that, like a full moon ritual PDF, things like that. I do want to let you know that the full moon PDF is coming up. The full moon's on the 7th. I'm launching the PDF on the 6th. So if you would like that, it's a big, I want to say big, but it's like a, it's a PDF. So it's more than a one pager. Um, and you get like a guide, a guide to break down, on the full moon and a ritual you can do for the full moon. If you're interested in that, I would suggest going to my Patreon to get it. Um, I probably will be releasing the ritual PDF after the full moon on my in my shop and my website. If you don't want to join Patreon, but you want to still get the PDF, but that's going to happen like after the full moon's over. So you got to make a sacrifice, right? Anyway. I'm done talking about all that stuff because now let's talk about what's actually important and that is the episode. So today's episode is called A Guided Beauty Ritual for Releasing the Tension. Um, if you're not aware, this podcast was <laughs> filmed and recorded during the coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic. So many of us are stuck at home um, on quarantine, they, like, schools got canceled or they're only, um, online. I know I work at a job where, like, we're considered essential. I work at Starbucks and even I am still having, like, basically a whole month of vacation. I call it vacation because I've been guaranteed a job and I'm still getting paid. Um, but it's not vacation for everybody else. I'm one of the very, very lucky few who still has a job, still has health insurance, and is still getting paid. That is not the reality for many, many Americans. And we're talking about Americans right now because I'm an American and that's really the scope of what I can see. I do know that there are problems in other places like Italy and China and things like that, but I do not know the full extent of what's happening or like, or even in other places in Europe. Um, so I just want to like say, if you're listening to this during the pandemic, like send good vibes and prayers out to people who need it. We need to support everybody. Um, I, it's like at Starbucks, I'm a shift supervisor, so and one of my duties is to provide like good culture for our employees and our um, community and our customers. And one thing I really want to do is like set up a food drive 
So basically I would, I don't know if you know what April showers is in Girl Scouts, but that's basically where a bunch of Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts do this too, tie a plastic grocery bag to your door and you just shove a bunch of um, canned goods and stuff in there. And then they come back around like two weeks later or a week later and pick it all up. I'm going to do that, but like with my partners, because a lot of us aren't working and we're still getting paid. We still have health insurance. So I want to, I want to like collect a bunch of perishable food items and send them to a food bank. That way there's no contact. Like I don't have to, um, we don't have to get together as a big group to do anything. I can just do it. And most of the time, like you can use canned items, canned goods or dry goods that you have in your pantry that you haven't really like, not really interested in as long as they don't expire soon, like you should be good. So I'm thinking about doing that. So I highly suggest like going out and helping people, knocking on the doors to your elderly neighbors. I've done that too. I've like paid attention to the few neighbors that I really like that I have in my on my street who I know are elderly and I've asked them what they needed. Things like that is really gonna go is a really good way to help in um, the community right now if you can't donate or help financially for people. So, oh, also wash your hands. I think we all know this. So anyway, because we're in a pandemic right now, um, it's like really weird. <laughs> There's like a lot of tension. There's a lot of things that are being brought up that we either, we as Americans, either we're not thinking about pushing into the back of our minds, like, oh, I'm not going to worry about that. Um, that doesn't affect me, so I'm not going to worry about that. Now we're being, now we're having to address, like, universal health care. I know for a lot of Americans like me, that is something we think about a lot and have a lot of opinions about, but now it's to the point where it's like, okay, this would be great to have in an exact situation like this. Um, so, like, more people, people who typically would just write it off or not really think about it, are having to think about things like this. Unemployment, um, what to do about like homeless people because our people are getting laid off left and right um all of this is being brought up so a lot of tension is ha being had especially if you're one of those people that are directly affected and like you're the one getting laid off or having issues like finding money and stuff like that and like yeah so i i, I get it and this is a good i have a ritual for you i got a beauty ritual for you i guess is my whole point um, that I created. So this is a guided ritual, meaning I'm going to talk you through it, but I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to tell you like what you should be feeling, what you should be thinking about, what you should be doing, what you, what you should get for the ritual. Um, and then you can take this episode and you can either craft your own beauty ritual from it by like tweaking it in ways that work for you. Um, or you can follow along in real time a second listen through or you can just put it in your mind and make a note to do this. Um, I suggest doing this during the waning moon cycle if you're not doing it during the COVID-19 process or pandemic. That's a good time to do any sort of releasing rituals is like right after the full moon. Okay, so the whole point of this ritual is to help release tension. Um, it's to help you confront things that you're worrying about. It is especially good for people who just have a general feeling of being tense or de general anxiety feeling. They don't know why they're feeling that way. Um, I would call this ritual like a cry it out ritual. 
and I'm bringing this to you because there's not really much like I don't there's not really much that I feel like I can do at a mass scale to help um, and so this is one way I think I can help is by bringing a meaningful self-care ritual you can put in your pocket right now to do and also this ritual you as a witch should have a lot of these things I do have substitute ideas in mind um, if you're not sure you need a space that is safe to do the ritual so I suggest like in the bathroom do it during like a shower time or something like that or a bath time that's a really good excuse for people who do not feel safe in their living situation to be out of the broom closet. So um, just tell people you're having like a relaxing bath um, or you're going to take a, like, a nice refreshing shower. You can also do it at your altar. That's a totally valid place to do it, of course. Um, or you can just do it in your bedroom. Like you can do it anywhere that is safe for you to do it. It's easiest in the bathroom though because you're probably gonna need water for this ritual or you're gonna need like something to rinse off with. So it's gonna be harder to do without like a sink, but it's totally doable. Okay. And I purposely picked things that I thought like a lot of us would have, especially if you follow me. Um, you're probably into beauty and you probably are into self-care, so I'm assuming you have a lot of these things. Um, you need a candle. You need an exfoliant of some type. If you have nothing, I suggest using a washcloth, like a cheaper washcloth. Um, ones that are like really fluffy and soft are not going to work very well those that are like super absorbent i suggest like the really cheap like dollar store washcloths that are a little rough but they're still meant to be used on skin like do not go get a scrubbing pad for dishes like don't use a dishcloth you need like just like a slightly rough washcloth well, i'm gonna go get one Okay, I went and I got a washcloth to show my video people. Like this. This is like the cheapest washcloth you can get. I guarantee you, you have one of these in your pantry or in your um, linen closet right now. If you don't and only you, you only have the luxurious ones, well then you probably also have some kind of exfoliant product. But if you don't, like one of these is great. It's like terry cloth basically. They work awesome. Um, I suggest using one of those You, if you don't have a body scrub. In the past, I probably would have suggest using a mix of a oil and sugar, like an olive oil and sugar. I do not suggest doing that anymore. It is awesome for your skin. It makes your skin feel amazing, but it clogs your drain and it can like encourage pests to come in your house, which I don't even think um, exterminators are working right now. Like, I don't know if they're considered an essential business or not. So like, I don't wanna deal with that during this crisis. So I suggest if you don't have anything, don't, don't make your own because you might cause pests in your bathroom. Been there, done that. Um, <clears throat> but use a washcloth instead. And here's some washcloth ASMR for you podcasting people. Okay. The next thing you need is a body oil or a lotion, your favorite or whatever you have on hand. Um, I have like, 
I use lotion that I think smells really good for these purposes, um, but it should be a product that, that like makes you feel safe, makes you feel warm, loved at home. Um, like using your mom's lotion may make you feel like really safe if you have like a really good relationship with your mom or using like an oil you bought from a like small apothecary that has glitter in it like that might make you feel amazing even if it's something like you don't have anything so you just straight up go get coconut oil like great you're not going to be rinsing that down a drain and it's going to be staying on your body so that's not as big of a deal as like the sugar scrub would be but um, I highly suggest something that's going to make you feel awesome. Even like a simple like hand lotion <laughs> that you have is good. And if you really don't have anything, I suggest using your hands in like the same way that you would a lotion. Like just rubbing your skin with your hands. We'll get to it in the ritual because it's more of a motion thing and less of a lotion thing. Oh my gosh, I... I'm a poet. Um, okay. I will say, however, that you should always exfol or you should always moisturize after exfoliating no matter what. But I understand it's hard to go get stuff and you may be out of it. So I'm not gonna like you can still do the ritual even without it. Okay, lastly, you need a water source and some kind of dry towel to like rinse off and dry off, and then you'll need a journal. And a pen, probably. So the first thing you want to do is set up a sacred space um do whatever you need to do to set up the sacred space that's in accordance with your personal practice <laughs> so if that means you have to like smoke cleanse the space if you have to physically clean your space um if you need to simply like call the four quarters or whatever is that what it is quarters corners i don't know it, whatever it is you need to do create the place you're having the ritual create a sacred space around it um, I plan on sharing a whole podcast episode on how I create a sacred space, but um, yeah, do whatever it is that you need to do to create the sacred space wherever it is you're holding this ritual. Okay, so now that you have your sacred space set, you have all of your supplies, I would set them all out. Did I tell you you needed a candle? I don't remember if I said that, but you do need, you need a candle. Um, <laughs> The candle is just for energy purposes, really. Um, it doesn't actually need, it's not actually needed as like a tool. I always suggest having a candle though to help with energy. I have a really hard time maintaining and gaining energy. So I always light a candle when I do a ritual to help me with that. Just having the water source near you may help um, depending on how you connect with the various different elements. Having a smoke source like an incense or something may help. That's a part of the sacred space thing for me. Um, you may end up using the candle later, which we will get to, but yes, I, I don't remember if I said you needed a candle. Okay, so your candle's lit. Your stuff is set out, ready to go. You are naked because that's like the best way to do this ritual. And, or you're like in a cute, you're in cute underwear or whatever. Um, and you have your sacred space set. You're ready. So the first thing you need to do is ground yourself. <laughs> so, um, 
So grounding yourself is something you should honestly do at the beginning of every single ritual you perform. The reason you want to do this is because this connects you with the earth energy. It helps you stay steady and have your energy more aligned during the, um, the working of the ritual. It keeps you from being, like, the way I like to think about it is like, Grounding for me is like a good cup of coffee. You only need one cup. Um, it's gonna help you feel focused. It's gonna, like, this is how coffee works for me. So, some of you may think I'm insane, but it helps you feel focused, helps you feel calm, collected, you're alert, awake, functional. Like, without coffee, I have no sense of brain. Like, I have no brain cells. I can't think a single sentence. Um, can't focus. So, like, I literally am a scatterbrain. So, to me, grounding, good cup of coffee. You may literally want to drink a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, but you should ground yourself at the beginning of every ritual. And so, we're going to do that at the beginning of this ritual. So, to begin, go ahead and sit or stand, whatever's most comfortable in your space, and begin breathing deeply in and out from your gut. So what you're going to do is you're going to breathe in through your nose for four counts. It's going to be like this. Okay, and then once you get to the top of your breath, you're going to exhale, but you're going to exhale in a very specific way, and it's called either lion's breath or hot fire breath. And that's where you open your mouth as wide as you possibly can. You stick out your tongue and you... You like breathe. Like you breathe it out and you want to exhale slowly. So. Just a few times. I like this sense of breathing. It helps open my lungs. Um, it's hard to do now because I'm talking. But it helps open my lungs. It helps me feel like I have a good breath. And um, it helps relax like my throat where I personally hold a lot of tension. Um, so you can do this a, four, a few times. I suggest maybe four to eight times until you're ready to start the true grounding experience. So once you have this sort of breath happening, you can cool it once you've done the four to eight times. You can just go back to breathing normally. Um, and you should begin to focus on four of our five senses. We're not going to focus on taste because there's no point. What does the inside of your mouth taste like? Like, I don't even know. So we're going to start with our ears. And I want you to just sit there while you're just breathing calmly. And I want you to think about what you can hear, even if it's just silence. What does the room sound like? Rooms have sound. I don't know if you know this, um, but they do. What does the room sound like? What is the ambient sound of the room? Is there um, a buzz from an air conditioning or a heater in the room? Is your dog snoring in the corner like mine is? Do you hear outside sounds? Are you by a window? Things like that. What do you hear? And I want you to pay attention and hear it. So if you're hearing bird sounds, I want you to sit and listen and pay attention and let the sounds enter your brain without attaching emotions or thoughts to the sounds. It's kind of hard to do, um, but you just kind of listen. And even if you do find your mind wandering, that's okay. Like, 
you you don't have to like punish yourself or anything but just like try and get yourself to think to release those thoughts and to go back to just listening and then after a few moments of listening we're going to move on to sight so what can we see um just take a moment to look around what do you see where are your hands like how do your hands look um, what do your feet look like? I like to look ground, I like to look at my body because it helps me remember I have one. <laughs> um, where are you in the room? What angle is everything from? What colors stand out to you in the room that you really like? Can you see outside? What's going on outside? Just really look around and um, I kind of like to do like a mental eye spy game. So like, what can you see that's maybe unusual or a small detail that you hadn't noticed before? Um, and do that for a few moments. Again, you shouldn't really have yourself hyper-focusing on anything. You shouldn't be having a lot of thoughts or emotions centered around anything. Um, and if you do, just let them go away and step back into the grounding experience of just looking. So next we're going to focus on scent. Um, just smell like what do you smell does your candle have a smell does the room have a smell um, can you smell your lotion already or whatever exfoliant product you're using are there any residual smells from people who had been there before and even if you can't really smell anything this is a good time to recenter the breath um, go back to focusing on your breath how are you breathing are you out of breath again do you need to redo the hot fire breath exercise like use this time to smell and focus again on the breath and the last one we're going to do is touch i want you to take your hands and however your hands were laying feel so like if your hands are like this all right take time to like feel where they are, like maybe you tighten your hands around each other. Maybe they're just by your sides, you feel your sides or like what you're sitting on. How do your feet feel? What do your, like spread your toes and feel them. And I want you to pay attention. So of course this um, grounding exercise is a little limited to people who do not have those four senses or they are missing one, but do whatever is best for you. Um, if you can't see very well, then don't really focus on the sight sense focus on hearing smelling and touching more or if you're missing another scent or another sense like just skip it basically the whole point is to get really acquainted with your surroundings and feel like you are also in them there in the moment that is the whole point of this grounding exercise okay so now that you're grounded you should feel relaxed already it's time to stop making you feel relaxed and to get back into your attention, basically. <laughs> um, this is a very practical piece of the ritual. This is something you can do on your own without the ritual. And it's basically journaling. So I want you to open your journal. And in the journal, I want you to write down where your attention is. And so if you're just feeling like ominously anxious, um, begin to explore that ask yourself why like seven times literally I'm telling you that is one of the best journaling practices you can do for so many different things why am I feeling anxious I don't know I just have a lot of tension in my throat okay why is the tension in my throat oh I don't know maybe because all of the symptoms I've been hearing around coronavirus have been had to do with your throat and respiratory why do I think that that's a piece of tension for me and then you go on and on um and write it down or maybe it's like about 
something that has nothing to do with the coronavirus right now. Maybe it's like, I have tension around my dog. My dog is not feeling well right now. I don't know how to help them. I've already taken them to the vet. The vet can't figure out why he's so itchy. Like, you're allowed to have tension in other places, obviously. Um, I do want to remind you that this ritual does not solve this tension, or it does not eliminate your fears. You're not suddenly gonna have a job that makes six figures, not have the coronavirus pandemic at all in the universe, and have universal health care. Like, it can't fix your fears, and it can't make your feeling of fear disappear. That rhymed again. Oh my god, I'm a poet. Anyway, <laughs> what this ritual does do is it helps you pinpoint where the tension is coming from, um, and it helps you confront the sources of the tension. You're directly confronting your fears, aka shadow work. Um, it's to help you gain clarity of why you're having so much tension and to help you talk through it, essentially, um, and explore it. And sometimes this can help you problem solve because if you haven't really been aware of where the tension has been, but you know you have it, and suddenly you pinpoint where it is and you're like, oh my gosh, are you telling me that the literally the simplest thing for me to do is to just rearrange my room? Like, you can problem solve. That was a very specific example. I don't know about you, but like I get really bad tension when rooms are not arranged correctly and like they get messy really fast. Um, and so like that happened in this room, like this room would get messy literally every five seconds and I couldn't figure out how to clean it. I would literally have to ask my boyfriend to clean my room and I'm using the word literally correctly. He's had to clean this room. This is my room. He's had to clean it almost every single time I've owned it until recently we rearranged and we got rid of a bunch of stuff and now I can clean my own room and it stays clean. Anyway, Oof. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so the whole point of this ritual is to help you confront these fears. So this is where you're going to begin that process. In your journal, I want you to begin writing down what kind of fear you have, what kind of anxiety you have, and where you think it's coming from. And once you feel like you can begin listing it, create on a whole separate piece of paper. We're going to eventually rip it out. Create a list of the things that are causing you tension. It could be anything. Um, it doesn't have to do with COVID-19. It can be literally any tension you're feeling that has causing you a lot of discomfort. Write it down as a bulleted list. You also can go at your own pace here. So if there's like, you only want to talk about one thing to yourself right now, that's fine. Just list one thing. If you want to literally write down everything in your life that is causing you tension, write all of them down. It's up to you. It's your ritual. You can do what is most, what feels best for you at your own pace. So once you have the list, now it's time for our energetic energy. I suggest going ahead and ripping that list out of your journal right now um, because we are going to be using it for the energetic part of the ritual. So this part is really fun. We're going to be building a cone of energy. I don't know if you've done this before. Um, but it's really fun, like, to do. This is what is, like, a game changer for me, personally, in my rituals. If I do not build a cone of energy, I do not feel like the ritual is real or that I'm actually using energetic sources to manifest. We're not going to be manifesting in this ritual. We're going to be using the cone as a source of release. Um, but what is a cone of energy? You're probably wondering. A cone of energy is this upside down tornado of energy that surrounds you. You've probably seen it in a movie or a TV show and you didn't even know you were looking at it. So imagine a person sitting cross-legged on the floor and they have this literal tornado 
like imagine it of like purple light this tornado it starts wide at their base and it spirals up around them like this and it's like I said like it's a tornado because it's just constantly moving and it sort of just fizzles out at the top as a peak and what happens is you have energy and it radiates from the bottom of your root chakra and it radiates through and around all your other chakras and up to the top. It looks like a dollop of whipped cream around you, like a tornado. Um, it's an upside down cone over you. And it helps you build energy, use the energy for the thing that you're casting a spell for or the ritual you're creating and then throwing it into the universe. It's basically what it does. Um, everybody has their own way to build this cone of energy um, based on their personal practice and a lot of times people do this in big groups you can build a big cone of energy as a group um, so each person is like a different point in the circle the base circle and you'll build like a giant cone of energy like around a bonfire so the ways that I like to build a cone of energy are with sound sound is literally the movement of air molecules um, in waves or frequencies. So it is literal, like very physical physics energy. You're creating energy because energy is the movement of molecules. Um, and so to me, sound is the best thing to use. You can also, of course, use dance or physical movement, visualization practices. You can use um, like elemental practices, things like that. Anything that feels the most natural to you, I want to encourage you to use that to build your cone. Um, so go ahead and do that now. If you already know how to build a cone of energy, that's what you're gonna be working on right now. If you do not, I will walk you through it. So, this is my preferred method of building a cone of energy. Take what you want, leave what you don't. So, you've done, already done sort of a grounded ritual in this ritual, right? What we're going to do is we're going to get back into that grounded state. So I like to sit when I do this, but you can stand. But I like to imagine a root coming out of my butt of my root chakra and diving deep into the ground. It's a white root, that's what I imagine. It looks sort of like a carrot, um, but a white one or like a turnip. Um, and it is really big and it like shoots down. So I sit there and I like imagine it and I try and force energy down into it is basically what I'm doing to create this root. And this is where I begin to clap. So as I do this, I clap. And I always like to do a circle clap. You can't see, or yeah, you can't see it if you're just listening to the audio. But I basically clap and then I move my hands out and away into circles. Like that. And then I circle, or I clap harder and louder and faster as I begin to build the cone. So once you're clapping, um, I like to keep my eyes open for this because I like to envision where the cone of energy is around me. If I'm sitting on the ground, it's the same thing as having a hula hoop around me. Um, so I imagine where the hula hoop would be. That's the base of my cone. That's where it's going to start to spiral upward. So I begin clapping. And if you're standing, you can also stomp. Um, you can chant, you can sing. If you have instruments like finger symbols, I've used those before, you can use those. But whatever it is, I want you to do it with more intensity and or add more. 
If you're somebody who really enjoys dancing or physical movement, this is the ritual or this is the thing for you, right? Um, a lot of times I've seen people start low and work their way up physically, like they're squatting and they're clapping and then they work their way up to standing with their hands raised. Um, but whatever it is, just begin to build it. And so the analogy I like to use is a whirlpool. I don't know if you've ever done this before, but when I was a kid, we'd go over to our friend's house who had a pool and we would build a whirlpool in their pool. Basically, it was just a bunch of us walking around the perimeter of the pool until the pool's water could pull you, like it had enough force to pull you in a circle around the perimeter. That is the exact same thing as building a cone of energy. You just gotta use your physical energy to pull the energy that's surrounding you, the air, the fire from the candle, any energy that's in the air plus your own into this spiralic cone around you. And the cone constantly moves. The energy around you constantly moves. That's why it's a tornado or a whirlpool. Um, but you keep building it. And like the whirlpool in the pool that you built as a kid, you will just intuitively know when to stop. Um, if you're questioning, like, should I stop now? Should I stop now? That's when you're supposed to stop. Um, in case you weren't aware, that's your intuition saying, okay, I, th I think I'm good. I think I got it. Um, so it's okay to let it stop. So now it's time to release the tension. This is the beauty part of the beauty ritual. So now that you have this kind of energy around you, I want you to take your exfoliant or your washcloth and begin to work it on your body. Start from the bottom and work your way up. As you use the exfoliant on your skin, imagine the d dirt and debris of the thing that's causing you tension falling off of you like a snake shedding its skin and being whisked away in this tornado or whirlpool of energy around you and flying up through the top and out into the universe. As you do so, you can say like, money worry, I release you. Or you could insert whatever tension you're feeling and say, I release you after. I suggest doing this um, and breathing deeply and allowing yourself to truly feel the tension from your muscles being removed. Allow yourself to truly relax. If you need to take a break to breathe, that's fine. If you need to sit in your cone and feel your cone building again, get back to clapping, you can do that too. Um, but let the tension release and drain out of you and then flow back out the top of your cone and be released out to the universe. The universe will catch it and the universe will trash it, basically. Um, repeat until you feel exfoliated. I want to remind you that exfoliation is a gentle skincare practice. It is not a harsh practice. If you are scrubbing your skin, you're doing it wrong. You should be using gentle, nurturing um, swipes or circles on your skin that help just dust off old dead skin cells, dirt, and debris. If you are scrubbing and putting pressure while you're doing exfoliation, you're doing it wrong. Um, exfoliation should feel good. It should not feel harsh. Um, and so I want you to imagine yourself scrubbing it away. A really great analogy for this, or metaphor, I guess, is in the movie Spirited Away, when um, Sen... I know that's her, like, given name. I know that's not her real name, but I don't remember her real name. When Sin is told to clean the mud or the stink spirit and finds out that it's actually an ancient river spirit that has been 
like completely clogged with um, pollution. That's the same mindset I want you to have around exfoliation is you're actually this extremely holy and golden and um, pure being on the inside and you just need to gently exfoliate some of the dirt and pollution off and you will be shining once again. Um, again, it's not harsh. Okay, so now that you have exfoliated everything off, you could have used your little piece of paper list to help you remember what you're supposed to be exfoliating away. Um, it's time to moisturize. And I do want to let you know that like the whirlpool and the pool, if you're not actively working on your cone of energy, it will slowly begin to dissipate. Um, that's fine for this ritual. Other rituals, you may need to continue to work on it. Like a lot of manifestation rituals, you break the cone. Um, so you hop out of the circle, or if you're with a group of people, you release. That's not what you're going to do for this one. You're going to let it naturally dissipate. Um, and that's because it's a release ritual, so that's okay for this one. It, you can almost imagine it like a kite or a parachute once it's being released, like sort of just floating away at its own leisure. Um, or you can imagine it winding back down into the earth, whatever feels most natural for you. And as the cone is sort of dissipating around you, I want you to grab your body lotion or your oil and feed your skin, basically. Imagine it as like a protective layer over you. It's your armor. Um, of golden energy and light that's giving you um, protection and nourishment. This is a time for you to think back on the things that were causing you tension from a point of self-compassion and self-love. This is a time for you to parent and comfort yourself if that's what you need to do. This is when you would do like the cry it out portion of the ritual. So if it feels natural for you to feel fear and feel a lot of those emotions, let yourself have the safety to do so and use the motion. Like if you don't have any oil or anything, you can just use the motion of rubbing lotion on yourself as a comfort um, tactic or a coping method. Just rub yourself and hug yourself and feel your body and know that like it's going to be okay. If you need to get angry, get angry. If you need to um, cry, you can cry. But that's like when this is supposed to happen is just rub on yourself, make yourself feel good and like somebody's there for you. It's you. You're the one that's there for you. Um, and once you feel sort of done, the cone should be gone. You should be moisturized. Um, you may find that your emotions have sort of fizzled out. You probably feel very tired also. Um, and you need to make sure that you do consciously close the cone in the ritual, even if that's something as simple as saying like, I release this energy cone and all the tension I've been feeling. That could be it. Anything else you need to do to close the sacred space of the ritual, like close the circle or call the corners or whatever, do that now. I like to ground myself or ground out the energy that I have continued in myself to truly drain myself. I like to press my forehead and my palms into the ground or the floor and just let anything that's excess be released. Um, and the very last thing you should do is with that piece of paper, you should dispose of it. So you should bury it, burn it, 
literally throw it in the trash. You just do not want it to come back to bite you by being a manifestation paper. I find that writing things down physically makes them there in the physical world and they have more likelihood of being manifested. And so by ripping it up or burning it or burying it, you're removing that risk, basically. Okay, so you've completed the ritual and I'm sure you're exhausted now. Um, you let yourself cry it out. You let yourself completely explore that tension. A good thing to do now um, is either sleep if you're really exhausted or if you feel like you want to explore this more is to take some time to continue journaling. You can use your tarot cards to help you explore possible solutions or um, get more intuitive insight from spirit guides or your own self. You can discuss basically what you have gone through or what tension you're feeling. Um, I also suggest it's a good time to do other things that help you release or um, remove tension that may not be practical problem solvers, like going to the gym, taking an actual shower, um, sweeping. Things that feel productive are very good in times where literally nothing you can do can solve the problem. Um, and also sometimes like this ritual will open the floodgates and have us realize that the reason we have so much tension is because we have a lot of unresolved, not problems, but like you have unfinished business basically. You haven't completed your grief for someone or something. You have a lot of anger or resentment towards someone or something, or you're just feeling a lot of fear around something. Maybe you have been bottling those emotions and this ritual has brought them back up and now you have You've told yourself, I need to set time and space for myself to deal with this. It's okay not to deal with it in the moment, but you should be at least self-aware enough now to know that, okay, I have a lot more work to do around this. But the whole point of this ritual is that you should be truly compassionate with yourself. You should not punish yourself for feeling this tension or fear. Um, this ritual is to help relieve some of the more physical tension that's in your muscles and in your brain, especially a lot of anxiety. Um, general anxiety to help you at least name what it is that's causing that fear and anxiety. So I'm going to end with a little journal prompt for you. Um, the journal prompt is, where am I finding tension or worry? Can I do problem solving to stop the tension? Or how can I sit with my discomfort and find the lessons in it? What other emotions is this release ritual bringing up for me? So that's it. That's the entire ritual. Let me know what you think about this ritual. Let me know if it was helpful for you. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I'm going to be posting... My mouth is like numb from talking right now. But um, <laughs> I'm going to be posting this on um, like two, like a day or two days or whatever before the full moon. Which doesn't matter to you because you're just listening to it right now. So I don't know why I'm telling you this. But I do want to let you know that the next episode I'm publishing is the Shadow Work Part 2. That was going to be for today, but then I decided to switch it to send this one out sooner rather than later. So Shadow Work Part 2 is coming um, next week. And that's this one today. And then hopefully I'll get, I will get into a weekly thing. So you'll, you should be hearing podcasts from me once a week. Um... Yeah. Anyway, thank you for hanging out again. Um, don't forget to go read the blog post so you can really get a good idea of what the ritual calls for if you really want to do it. It's in the show notes or the down bar if you're watching this video. Anyway, I will talk to you guys later. Bye.